Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and I'm back in the United States. I've left Mexico in 2023. I spent about nine months in Mexico, most of it in Quintana Roo, most of it in Tulum, the Riviera Maya, but I'm back in the US. And you know, we as humans, we have this thing with each other where we ask, uh, how are you? <laughs> right? Hello, how are you? It's like, it's almost like a little unconscious even. So it's a part of our salutation. We don't really want to know how are you? Some of us do. Some of us are asking with intention, but a lot of times it's just a salutation. Uh, hola, como esta? It's just like, hello, how are you? But it's said in passing. Like it's said in, in, as you walk past each other, it's like you're not really waiting for a response. However, in the academy, my students, my friends, my family, like uh, the people in my circle, we ask a different question. We ask a question with intention and that is, how do you feel? And I get this question a lot, especially when I'm moving around. How do you feel? How do you feel now that you're in the States? How do you feel being in Mexico? How do you feel in Thailand and in these different places? And I used to have an answer that came from the universal truth, right? It came from a thought because I would have a story in my mind about these places, a general story about these places. Generally, you know, I have this idea that the energy in this place is very good. So when I go to this place, I feel very good, of course, because that's the story I'm telling myself, or I have a general story about where this place is and how the things are there. So when I go there, I feel that. And I realized that that was really all a story. You know, of course, with this, this work that I do as both a coach and a student of my own work, I realize it's all really just a story. And the more sensitive you become, not beta male sensitive, brothers, like listen to me when I say this, not beta male sensitive, not snowflake sensitive, not the kind of sensitive where you're offended by everything, not the woke kind of sensitive, all right? I'm talking about being sensitive in the alpha male, being sensitive in your alpha, where you're sensitive to your environment, you're sensitive to your energy, you're sensitive to your spiritual truth as you experience a human life. And this really comes from doing the work. It comes from letting go of conditioning because your conditioning is the heaviness. Your conditioning is the barrier. Your conditioning is what prevents you from being sensitive to your spiritual nature. And a lot of that is wrapped up in trauma, you know, the conditioning both of the world, but also the conditioning of the trauma. And trauma, it's a subset of conditioning, which is a protective barrier that all humans have really to quote unquote protect. And the protect is not really what we're doing. We're actually shielding, but we think we're protecting ourselves from pain. And really by doing that, we create more pain. That's the suffering. The conditioning is the suffering because it's a separation of ourselves from who we are. It's a separation from our true self into a identity, into a persona, which is a fake. The persona is a fake. Being a real person, for example, <laughs> just means being a genuine fake, right? Because a person, a persona, the Latin word persona was a mask, a mask that they would wear, that actors would wear. That's where the word comes from. So it's a separation. That's what causes suffering. So the less conditioning you have, the more you shed your conditioning. And I've used a lot of words right? The more you surrender, the more you awaken, the more you remember, the more you heal, all mean the same thing. But the more you do that, and the more you let go of your conditioning, the more sensitive you become. And now my answer is, to make a long story short, let's get to the point, Kevin, right? <laughs> now my answer is when people ask, how do you feel? I don't talk about how I feel in terms of my thoughts. 
what I feel based on the way I'm thinking. Now I answer based on a calmness of mind. I let go of my thoughts. I observe my thoughts. I let my thoughts pass. I just let them pass through my mind and I tune into what is in the environment and what am I feeling? So I no longer say, well, in Mexico, I feel this way because of course that's not the case. You know, you're going to feel differently in every moment. You know, one moment you're going to be in Tulum, another moment you're going to be in Playa, another moment you're going to be in Puerto Vallarta, another moment you're going to be in Oaxaca, another moment you're going to be in Guadalajara, and it's going to be all different. But just say, in Mexico, I feel this way, or in the United States, I feel this way. And even from moment to moment, brothers, you know, one moment I'm in a hotel room and I feel a certain way. Next moment I'm in the bathroom and I feel another way. Next moment I'm in the streets and I feel another way. Next moment I'm in the car, right? All these moments you're going to feel differently because the human being is not a static being. It's not a constant being. It is at one with its environment and it is in a constant flow of energy, just like a whirlpool in a stream. You know, you look into a stream or a river, you see a whirlpool, that whirlpool being the human being, the stream being its environment. It is one with its environment. What makes up the whirlpool is the environment, is the water, and it's constantly changing. The whirlpool itself is never static. It's never constant. What makes up the whirlpool is a constant movement of the water that is in it or that makes it up. So it becomes its environment in a constantly shifting, constantly changing process. So again, now when people ask me, how do I feel? I feel different at every moment. When it's an intentional question, it deserves an intentional answer and it's always changing. But yes, I'm back in the US and yes, I feel different, of course, because here I am in a new environment. And it's not that I am allowing my environment to dictate how I feel. It's simply that I am tuning into the environment as I feel it because I and the environment are one. I can have an effect on my environment based how I intentionally feel and I can allow my environment to, to move through me as I open up and let it, let it whirl, pool through me. <laughs> All right, brothers, let's get into the content today. Both in the academy and in the podcast for 2024, we're going to really be looking at relationships. Okay. Relationships are going to kind of be the focus, or you might even say the niche if we're talking about, you know, like an industry or community. And the reason why is because everything is relationships. So look, if you are working with a relationship, if you are struggling with a relationship, if you are suffering from a relationship, if you are aiming to improve a relationship, whether that's a relationship with yourself, a relationship with a partner, a relationship with your job, a relationship with your coworkers in that job, a relationship with friends, you want more friends, you want to change your friends, you want to improve the relationship you have with friends, whether it's a relationship with your body or your bank account, or your relationship with your food, or a relationship with whatever it is, now is the time. This is the year for you guys to enroll in the academy, 2024, because that's going to be the focus, that's going to be the intention. And we're going to kind of start that with today and talk about thoughts, words, and actions. And this is kind of coming off of last week, where I had mentioned on the podcast, and I want to go deeper into it, that consciousness is energy, and energy is conscious. And it's two different things. But understand that consciousness is energy. And what is consciousness? Consciousness is the thing. That you could, we could say consciousness. We could say awareness. We could say divinity. We could say, I, sometimes I even use the word love. Sometimes I use the word light. But that is the thing. Now, we might have this idea on what that means. You may say, well, consciousness is the mind. Consciousness is being aware. Consciousness is this and that. But we cannot really understand what it is. Understanding consciousness as a thing Understanding consciousness as a concept even 
It's like a flame trying to burn itself. It's like a fire trying to burn itself or like a knife trying to cut itself, right? It's just not possible. We can't do it because consciousness is the origin. It's the starting point. And from that point, everything moves outward. Everything moves towards understanding. So we can't turn our understanding backwards to try to get to what that is. Like I say, you could say it's divinity. You could say consciousness is divinity. You could say consciousness is God. God is consciousness. Of course, we have our own concepts of God. None of those are actually what God is. Because once you have a concept of God, you are no longer thinking about God because God is unconceptual, right? It's beyond our ability to conceptualize. So even to say that, you know, consciousness is God or God is consciousness, even that, even to say energy, consciousness is energy. But I do want to explain these to you because, or I do want to talk about these things because I want to help you guys see how energy, how you are working with energy, how your consciousness, how your soul, if you're a Christian, how your self, if you're a Buddhist, how your Atman, if you're a Hindu, if, you know, whatever it is that you subscribe to as your higher self, your higher version of being, you know, your higher self, your alpha state. You know, I, you know, I try to be more secular with you guys. I don't really dive into religion. I study religion and I love religion. I philosophize on religion, but I don't practice it, right? Because I'm a spiritual person. I believe that all religions are saying the same thing and they're all moving us towards love. So to choose one would be exclusive of the others. And that's not really my gig. That's not what I do. I don't exclude. I include. And so Whatever religion you subscribe to, whatever religion you believe in, that higher self that you have, you know, we here call it the alpha state. It is a consciousness. It is an awareness. It is love. It is light. You know, all these other things I've said. And it is working with different forms of energy. You know, consciousness is energy. And it's working with and interacting with energy. And energy itself is conscious. That's the other thing. And that's why everything is one. Because consciousness is the energy, but at the same time, all the energy that we work with is also conscious. It's conscious of itself. It has its own perspective. It's self-consciousness. It has its own perspective in relation to its environment. So when we look at thoughts, words, and actions, first of all, you are not these things. Now, it's pretty clear you're not your words, right? People say, well, words are words. Words are symbols. Words are sounds. Yeah, you're pretty clear you're not your words, and we can make that very obvious. Like, I don't know if I have to explain that, but unfortunately... A lot of people believe they are their thoughts and they believe they are their actions. They believe they are their bodies. And you are none of that. You are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are a bunch of, again, trauma, conditioning, a bunch of programming. But it's energy. You're not your words. You know, the words come from the thoughts, right? What we speak about is what we think about. And then your actions, you're not your body either, right? What you're doing is not you. <laughs> it's not you. It's a movement. It's a play. It's an action of symbiosis with your environment. It's everything moving and shifting together as one. We don't notice that because we're in a certain frame of perspective, a certain frame of perception, a certain type of distortion in our human experience. But everything is moving at one. Are we moving? Is the body moving? Or is everything moving around the body? We don't know. Or both. Again, that's why I call this the dreamscape. That's why I call it the hologram. So the first thing to understand is you are not these things. You are not your thoughts. You are not your words. You are not your actions. But these things, thoughts, words, and actions, have consciousness of their own, right? They are conscious. They are a part of what is consciousness. They are a part of divinity. They are a part of that, whatever that is. Again, to use religious words, you could say they are a part of God. They're here. We talk about realms, right? There's a mental realm <laughs> that God created. 
And that's where all the mental energy is. That's where all the thought energy is. But that's not you, right? That's just you tapping into that. You know, there is a realm of sound, but that's not you. You're not in a realm of sound. There is a realm of matter. It's third dimension, right? This third dimension that we experience that we call reality. So many people are locked and stuck in this place of reality, quote unquote reality, which is less than 1% of what is there, much less than 1% because it's so tiny. It's so tiny, you know, but here it's matter and density, but that's not you either. You're not your body. You're not your identity. You're not your thoughts. We're just playing with these things, right? You're like operating these things. It's like you're in a bulldozer, right? You're in one of those earth moving machines and you're just working with levers and one lever is the thought lever and one lever is the sound lever, right? The words and another lever is the body lever, right? The actions. And you're just kind of manipulating these things around like a controller. You're mechanically controlling these different types of energies, and again, don't take that too literally. <laughs> I'm just using analogies to help you guys understand that you are not your thoughts, words, and actions. But they're all energy. At the same time, they're all energy. So they have consciousness of their own. So we have to be very intentional and very intentional about how we work with these energies. It's like water. You know, water can be in a form of steam and it can be in the form of ice. If we consider steam to be thoughts, we consider water, liquid water to be words, and we consider ice to be actions, you know, it's all the same. It's all just energy, but they're in different mediums. They're in different forms. It's the same thing. And we are working with them and we're thinking that they're different, right? It's like, well, my thoughts are private. Nobody could read my thoughts. So my thoughts are mine. They're private. I can have them and they belong to me. So they must be a part of me. They must be me, right? Because it's my identity. It's what the thoughts I tell myself. It's a story I tell myself about who I am. You know, my words, people can hear, but they can't see them, right? So I can kind of keep them, you know, I can use them, but... I can use them to a certain point, right? I can say things that won't quote unquote affect people. Whereas my actions, we have this belief that the actions affect people directly. You know, if I punch you, if I kick you, that's going to have a direct impact on you. But if I just call you bad names, well, get over it, right? It's just a word, it's just a sound. It shouldn't affect you. Don't worry about it, right? So sounds and actions are a little bit different. Words and actions are a little bit different, but they're not different. That's my point is that they're all the same energy. They're all energy that we're working with, that we're playing with. And this is important for you guys to understand because what I want to talk about here in the podcast is from the alpha perspective, because they're all the same energy, to be in alignment, to work with these energies fluidly is to have them in alignment where they're all the same, right? To work with them and get them aligned so that they all match each other. They all flow from each other. Again, if you consider yourself working with that bulldozer and work manipulating levers, you know, you want to be able to do a job with that bulldozer. And the most effective way to do a job with that bulldozer to move the earth around is to manipulate these levers, manipulate the machine in alignment. Because if you got the machine, if you got the wheels going one way and you got the shovel going another way, your machine is twisted. It's moving in two different directions. It's not really getting any work done. You want it to be all moving together to accomplish a task or accomplish a goal or accomplish an outcome. So what does alignment mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> here we go, right? Alignment, brothers, means that you say what you think and you do what you say. Because again, it's all the same energy. And I'm not going to dig deep down into how these energies, actually, I may do that a little bit when we talk about thoughts and even words, action, actually, and, and actions, I guess, as well. I just, okay, so I'm going to talk about all of them in a deeper way, but in a more sort of broad way, in a more general way, you want to keep these in alignment by saying what you think 
and doing what you say. And this is where, I mean, it was in the Gospel of Thomas. It's an apocryphal, uh, not apocryphal, it's a Gnostic gospel. It's not in the New Testament, but it was something that Christ said to his disciples when they asked him. Asked him, how do we do this? How do we do that? You know, what's most important? What's what's least important? And he, he said, don't tell a lie and don't do what you hate. You know, don't lie and don't do what you hate. And he was basically talking about alignment. He's talking about energetic alignment, where the energetic alignment is don't lie. In other words, don't say something that misaligns with your thoughts. Don't use words that misalign with your thoughts. Because you know the truth. The truth is in your mind, right? That's the truth. It may be your personal truth. You know, it might be your truth. It might not be everybody's truth, but it's still you know the truth. And if you say something that deviates from that, your th- words and your thoughts are out of alignment. So don't lie. And don't do things you hate, which is to say, if you say you're going to do something, if you have a thought about wanting to do something and say you're going to do something, then do it, follow through. And both of these things get in the way of people's experience. You might think to yourself, I don't want to drink anymore. I don't want to play video games anymore. I don't want to watch pornography anymore. You know, we talk about buffering. And then you even say that out loud. I don't want to watch pornography. I don't want to drink anymore. You tell your friends, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink for 30 days. Or on the flip side, it's a positive thing. Like, I'm going to go to the gym for 30 days. You know, I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes for 30 days. And then your actions, you don't do it, right? Either you don't stop drinking, you don't stop watching pornography, or you don't go to the gym, you don't start meditating. And that's also that misalignment. Don't do things you hate, right? Don't do things that you said you wouldn't do. Don't do things that you don't want to do. <laughs> or not do things that you do want to do. It's just the same thing. So to stay in alignment here, what we're talking about is to be very clear about what you're thinking. That's number one. We got to know. You got to know what it is that you're thinking. What is going on in your mind? And of course, this is number one. We're going to talk about thoughts a little bit. I'm going to talk about thoughts just a little bit because I don't want to necessarily go back over the thought download in the model of alignment. You guys know what that is. If you don't know what that is, you can go back in the podcast. You can enroll in the academy. We'll dive deep into that. That's that's really where everybody begins. The thought download, the model of alignment, because we begin with thought. We begin with this idea of I. We begin this with this idea. And again, this is where the conditioning is. The conditioning is in the mind. The conditioning is in the identity. The conditioning is in the trauma. All of it. It's not, it may not be traumatic to say there are 12 months in a year, but it's still conditioning. There's not 12 months in a year. What is a month? I mean, come on, brothers. Let's look at this. Let's look at this objectively. A year is the time it takes for the earth to go around the sun, right? A month is an arbitrary creation by man to measure and break up the seasons or break up the year. It's arbitrary. It's a far more conditioning. We could get rid of all the months and we'd be fine. Or we could change them. We could change them to a 13-month calendar, which we used to have. You know, before the 16th century, we had a 13-month calendar. It was based on the cycles of the moon. Every 28 days was another month. And then we switched to a 12-month for some reason, completely arbitrary. Or measurement. Measurement's another one. You know, an inch, a meter. An inch is standard. A meter is uh, metric. It's just arbitrary. Now, it's very useful. Don't get me wrong. It's very useful because here we are in the third dimension. And we want to be able to measure time with months, with weeks. Weeks are also arbitrary. We want to be able to measure time. We want to be able to measure distance. So it's very useful, but it's still conditioning. It's still just something that we've all agreed to. We've agreed that money's another one. <laughs> money is also very useful, but it's conditioning. The only reason that money has value is because we all believe it has value. The only reason that an inch or a meter or a yard exists is because we all believe that it exists. It doesn't really exist. Therefore, it's a part of our conditioning. Now, trauma is something else, right? Trauma is another part of our conditioning. 
That's a, more of a personal conditioning. Trauma, likes, dislikes, subjectivity of all kinds. It's all part of our personalized conditioning. And so the first move then is to really look at all of that. And that's why we do the thought downloads and the models of alignment. But really when we talk about thoughts, and here's the thing about thoughts. Because thoughts are energy, consciousness is energy, right? So the energy of thought and energy is conscious. So the energy of thought, it exists. Like thought has information or energy has information. This is something that Einstein gave us. Energy equals mass times the square of the speed of light. And the square of the speed of light, the speed of light is a constant. So if we just take that out, we could say, okay, well, there's a multiplier there. There's a constant that we multiply by, but energy equals mass. <laughs> energy has mass. It has a mass and therefore it has information. And that's what I mean by energy is conscious. So it has information. So when you have a thought that has information, that has power, that will move things, that will create things, that will drive things, that will determine things, that will make things into what you want them to be made into. It's a part of the mathematics of manifestation. But it's also a part of the mathematics of distortion, to use one word. Because your thoughts, if you don't have mastery of your thoughts, if you do not have cognitive mastery, if you do not know what your thoughts are thinking, then you do not understand, you do not see the world the way it is. You only see the world the way you are. You only see the world through your own distortion, through your own filter of perception, through your own filter of your unconscious mind. Not the unconscious mind that operates the body. I'm talking about you not being aware of what your conscious mind is telling you. <laughs> That's what I mean, right? So, we begin with thoughts, and it's so important to begin with thoughts because this is where our anger is. If we go to the model of alignment, brothers, remember thoughts cause feelings. Thoughts create feelings. So this is where our anger is. This is where our judgment is. This is where our impatience is. This is where our hatred is. This is where our fear is. This is where all of our emotions, this is where all of our experience lives, is in our thoughts. So we really want to look at these thoughts. Now, they're the least dense, which means they have a lot of power. They have a lot of energy, right? Because again, if you think about steam, water, ice, think about what steam can do. Steam has a lot of energy. Steam is like a rave, right? If you think about the molecules of steam, it's like a rave. They are going nuts. There's so much energy in there where ice is more like a library. <laughs> Everybody's really calm and quiet, just hanging out. Nobody's moving, right? So it's very, very dense. And we'll get to that when we talk about actions. But steam or thoughts, that very low dense, but very high energy, I mean, it's very, very powerful. So we got to look at our thoughts. That's where it all begins. It's the cause. And as you look at your thoughts, recognize what you're thinking and be very, very conscious of what you're thinking. Be very, very aware. I don't want to mix up this word consciousness. They talk about consciousness as energy. I don't want to mix that up, you know, the divinity of that with the awareness of that. So be aware of your thoughts. Be very, very aware of what it is that you're thinking because it has so much power. And you got to know this. Like this is the basis of the work. So I say, you know, the, the foundation is everything is love, everything is perfect. But the basis of the work is that's what I teach because of the power of that mantra, the power of that thought that everything is perfect, everything is love. If we all thought that, if all of humanity, every single human started thinking everything is perfect, everything is love and believed it, then we would literally live in that utopia because we would create that in the hologram. But we don't all think that. In fact, most of us don't think that and are not aware of what we're thinking. And that's what I mean when I say cognitive mastery is to be in that place 
of awareness of mind, awareness of thought energy. Because when you judge someone else, when you think, oh, that person's lazy, that person's cruel, that person's stupid, that person's, you know, they're ugly, that person's whatever, whatever you say about that person, that has energy and it does two things, that energy. That energy does two things. Number one, it goes and it sticks to them. I know I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. I know that, <laughs> I know that thing. And it's, but here's the thing, like in thought energy and mental energy, it does stick to them and it makes them more that way. You don't even need to say it out loud because the thought alone is enough. You just think that person's lazy. And if you think it and somebody else thinks it and somebody else thinks it, then you know what happens eventually? I mean, they become more and more lazy. Not actually lazy because the actual lazy is subjective. Like that word is a subjectivity. It's a subjectivity of idea. It's a concept. But it's going to slow them down. It's going to make them more sedentary. It's going to make them more slothful. It's going to give them more topper. Because in that way, that all those people saying, oh, they're lazy. They're just thinking. They're lazy. They're lazy. They're lazy. It gets stuck to them. It actually becomes a part of what they carry around in their mental frequency. Everything's a frequency, right? Everything's a vibration. That's what energy is. It's a wave. It's a frequency. It's a vibration of energy. And it gets into their frequency and vibration. And you're actually harming them with your thoughts. Yes, I said that. I'll say it again. You can harm people with your thoughts. That's what magic is. And yes, I said it. Magic is real. <laughs> I'm not talking about David Copperfield and the mind freak here, okay? I'm not talking about David Blaine and Chris whatever, the mind freak. I'm talking about magic. I'm talking about people that have such powerful minds. They put their minds into such powerful intentions that they can either harm people or heal people. You know, miracles are white magic. They heal people, you know, but you can also harm people with black magic just by using your mind with such intention, with such energetic power, you can get that. And we all do it. That's the thing. It's not like, oh, I'm not, I don't do that. Yes, you do. <laughs> we all do it. What about the guy that cut you off on their way to work this morning, right? The guy who swerved in front of you. What are you thinking? Maybe you even say something out loud, but what are you thinking? I know you're thinking something. Oh, that jerk. Boom. In your mind, you just judged. And in that judgment, you sent that power out and it stuck to them. And now they're going to be more of a jerk. You think they're going to be a better driver because you thought that? <laughs> no. They're going to cut off more people because you're making that real. And every time they cut somebody off and if somebody says that in their minds, it goes out and sticks to them. They become more and more dangerous on the road. And I know that that sounds crazy. It's like, well, I have the power to do this. Yes, we all do because we're all one. We're all working with this mental energy. It's an energy field. It's the butterfly effect, brothers. It's the butterfly effect in the mental realm. We have the butterfly effect in the physical realm, right? And of course, we all are aware of that because every action affects every other action. But every thought affects every other thought. It's all the same energy. So be very, very cautious and careful and intentional with what you're thinking. I'd say be mindful, right? That's what people are saying these days. Be mindful. Be aware of what you're thinking and really work those models of alignment. Work those thought downloads. What's in your thought download? And work into the conscious. Work into the intentional model of alignment. Because the other thing that it does, it goes out to the person that you've judged, right? It goes out to the energy. Whatever energy you've sent out goes and sticks to them. But it also bounces off of them after it sticks to them and comes back and sticks to you too. And that's where you get bogged down. That's where you get sucked down into your heaviness of judgment. And that's where you start to feel suffering. And you start to feel separation. And you start to feel all of that ickiness. Your judgment is going to create more pain inside of you. Your hatred is going to create more hatred inside of you. Your anger is going to create more anger inside of you. It is an intensifying effect because it's energy, because it's real. Just start thinking of it as real. 
That's the first step. Start thinking of it as real. It's real energy. It's real stuff. It's real matter. It has matter. It's just not big enough for you to see. We are affecting the world around us with our thoughts. We are creating the world around us with our thoughts because of the steam, the water, the ice, right? As it slows down, as the molecules get slower and slower, as they go from the rave to the library, <laughs> they become more and more visible. They become more and more dense. And we start to see them. But they're still there, even though we can't see them, even though they're in the rave, partying, going crazy, having all that energy, that thought energy is very, very powerful. So shift your thoughts. Shift your thoughts from fear to love, from judgment to love, from hatred to love, from anger to love. Think thoughts of love. Always thoughts of love. Always thoughts of love. And that's forgiveness. Forgive, forgive, forgive. It doesn't matter what other people do, what other people say. Just let go and love them for who they are because it's not who they are, what they say and what they do. It's the energy that they're trying to manipulate in their own unconsciousness, in their own neurosis, in their own trauma, in their own conditioning, in their own beta perspective. Okay, so that's number one. That's thoughts. Words are sounds, as you know, and words are symbols. They're symbols for things. Like if you look up into the sky and you see a cloud and you say, oh, look, that's a cloud. Well, that is not a cloud. Okay, the sound is the cloud. The thing you say is the cloud, right? The word is the cloud. But that thing is not a cloud. That's just the word we use to talk about the thing. You know, that's why different languages are going to be called different things. The map is not the terrain, right? The map is the word, the symbol. The terrain itself, the thing, if you look at it, you could say the same thing with a tree. Well, that's not a tree. We just call it a tree. It's a label. You know, it's a symbol. And that's what words are. Words are symbols, but they're symbols of our thoughts. You know, that's what makes the world complex. The world is actually very simple. Everything is love. Everything is perfect. Everything is energy. It's very simple. But things get complex when we start to bit it off. We start to break it off into little bits and pieces and then try to explain it with our symbols, with our words, you know, because we have to use sound. It's very archaic because we can't read each other's minds. We're moving towards reading each other's minds. I don't think it'll happen in my lifetime. I don't think it'll happen in my kid's lifetime, but, you know, we're moving towards reading each other's minds, right? Because we're moving towards oneness. <laughs> and oneness is moving towards experiencing, becoming more and more sensitive to the energies that are less and less dense. And sound right now is just our most effective medium of communication. It used to be action. You know, it used to be pointing or turning or you know, some kind of other symbols of movement, but now it's symbols of sound. And eventually it will be symbols of thought, <laughs> be symbols of idea. And we just use words to explain ideas. So what do we do with our words? With words, again, we talk about cognitive mastery and cognitive mastery is the beginning. Like that's where you got to begin. You begin with your thought downs, your mausoleums, know what's in your mind. So what do we do with words? Number one, speak very sparingly. Brothers, we don't need to clog up <laughs> the sound waves with a bunch of jibber-jabber and bibble-babble, right? We don't need to do that. And a lot of what we say to each other and just generally is bibble-babble. And now that's okay. I'm not saying like, don't talk, right? I'm not saying, because I mean, there are a lot of people that take vows of silence and, you know, they do that. And they do that for spiritual reasons. They do that for their own reasons of, you know, we talk about the karmic clock. Maybe they think that that's the path to say other people think breath work is the path. Or they think yoga is the path. Other people think meditation is the path. Some people think the vow of silence is the path and whatever. That's fine. And I'm not saying that. I'm not saying take a vow of silence. What I'm saying is be intentful with your words. Be very intentful with what you're saying because they have power. They have energy. Be intentful. The same energy of your thoughts. You know, thoughts are one type of energy. Sound is another type of energy. So be intentful. 
Be very clear with what you're saying. Be clear, be intentful, and be sparse. Again, not in terms of silence, but if you don't need, if something doesn't need to be said, well, why say it? Now, I'm going to talk about medium versus content in another podcast. And a part of our communication, the medium of our communication is a part of how we're healing back towards oneness, right? It has to do with this movement towards oneness and words are a way that we use to get out or purge out whatever's in our mind so that we can communicate our thoughts. We can get back to having a very uh, sensitive human experience so that we can get it out and become more and more sensitive to each other so that we can begin to read each other's minds. And again, that's another podcast episode. But recognize, and it has to do with relationships as well, but just understand that as you speak, your words have power. Again, if I were to underline this entire episode, it is everything has energy. Like everything is real. Energy is real. Your thoughts are real. They have energy. They have power. Your words are real. They have energy. They have power. So be mindful of your words. Be wordful, <laughs> right? Be wordful. It's like you're mindful of your thoughts. Be wordful of your words. And when you speak, make sure that what you speak is what you would want to hear. You know, when you say something to someone else, is that what you would want to hear if they were to say it to you? You know, be inspiring, be complimentary, and above all, be honest, be truthful. You can speak your truth and it may not be inspiring. You can speak your truth and it may not be complimentary. But be honest, be honest. Speaking your truth, speaking your truth can be a part of your purging. It can be part of your healing. And again, what other people think about what you say, it really doesn't matter because what they're thinking about what they say in some ways is their healing process. You know, that's why what you think about others tells you nothing about them and everything about you. So if you speak your truth, it's really not about them. It's about you purging out what is within you. Now, you don't have to say anything to other people. That's the thing about words. If you have something in your, you know, what you think about others and you want to get it out, you don't have to say it to them. You can write it out. You can speak it out when they're not around. So speaking your truth sometimes doesn't have to be to another person because recognize that when you say something to another person, they're receiving that energy. Now, if they receive that energy and they're able to process and alchemize it and recognize the other truth that whatever other people say about me tells me nothing about me and everything about them, that's why the academy is so powerful. Look, come to the brotherhood. You can say anything you want and no one's going to take it personally because we all know the alpha male tenets. You know, we all know the alpha male tenets that whatever you say tells me nothing about me and everything about you. So you can say anything you want to, about me because I know it's just you healing. I know it's just you getting out what you need to get out. Something's resting on your heart. You need to get it out. Get it out. I'm not going to take it personally. I'm just going to listen. I'm just going to listen and love. I'm just going to love that you are honest, that you are truthful, and you can be vulnerable in front of your brothers. You can be vulnerable to get these things out in a safe place where no one's going to take it personally and to get defensive and attack you. You know, but you have to be cautious about that because not everybody is on that path. <laughs> not everybody is that way. Other people may take it personally and get defensive and attack you back. So, you know, be careful with speaking your, I'm not, I'm not going to say be careful with speaking your truth. I'm just going to be, be cautious about who you're speaking your truth to and recognize the environment that you're in with that because you can speak your truth without having to speak directly to that person because that is energy. It's going to get out. That energy is going to move and it's going to get to that other person. And if that other person doesn't have the ability to alchemize it into love, then they're going to alchemize it into their own process of pain, right? 
And that's their issue, right? That's their healing may need that. And they may come even come back a, a month or a year later and say, thank you for saying that to me because I really needed to hear it. At the time, I couldn't hear it. At the time, I was really upset by it. But, you know, I took it in, I processed it. And now I feel much whole, more complete. So thank you. Sometimes that happens, not always, but sometimes that happens. But that's what I mean by speaking sparingly, clearingly and with intention. Is it something that you would want to hear? Because again, you're speaking to yourself. Everything is one. I am you, you are me. If I am I because you are you and you are you because I am I, then I am not I and you are not you. We are one. We are in a symbiotic relationship. We cannot be separated. You, you don't see flowers without bees and you don't see bees without flowers. They depend on each other. Not one depending on the other, but both depending on each other. If either one of them is to disappear, then both will disappear. You understand? And that's what we are as human beings. So speak then. Speak with inspiration. Speak with empowerment. Speak with compliments, kindness, love, and always, always, always speak with truth, speak with honesty. Okay, so that's words. They're powerful. And then the last are actions. And actions are the most dense, right? They're the most dense. Most people think actions are the most powerful. They're actually the least powerful because they're the most dense. Again, they're like ice, like they're like the library. Everybody's real calm and quiet, right? We think that they're the most powerful because we're a very visual species, because what we think we see is what we think is right? I don't believe it until I see it, right? Actions speak louder than words, all of these things. So we think that actions are the most powerful, but they're actually the least powerful and they're most dense. But here's the only thing I really want to say about actions. There's a idea here that in the human realm, that comfort is more important than discomfort, right? That to be in a state of comfort, that means that we've made it, right? I've made it. I don't have to work. I can just sit around, do what I want. I can be in leisure all the time. You know, and that's why people are really chasing money and wealth because they think that having more wealth and more money, whatever that is, having more of this accumulation of this currency, that they can be more comfortable. A currency equals comfort. Hey, like that's what we're all looking for, right? I just, I don't want to work. I just want to relax. I just want to be in leisure. I want to be in comfort. And it's very fascinating because in the spiritual realm, it's very different. Here on earth, that seems to be the goal for some people. In the spiritual place, in the higher energy places, what it is is that it's moving forward that is really the goal, to always be growing, to always be developing, to always be learning, to always be moving back to love. And stagnation is less desirable. You don't want to be stagnant. You don't want to be not growing. So to be growing through discomfort, to be growing through grief, to be growing through pain, to be growing through suffering. That's why suffering, that's why I say grace is in the suffering. They say the gift is in the shadow, right? Because to be growing through a discomfortable place is the spiritual being within you moving towards love. But if you're so attached, if you're so consumed by humanity, so consumed in the illusion of who you think you are in your body and your mind, your identity, being in this space of matter and density, this human, human realm, then you may think that, oh, I'm uncomfortable, so something must be wrong. I must be doing something wrong because I'm uncomfortable. I need to get back to comfort. That's how I'll know that I'm okay. That's how I'll know I'm safe. But you're always safe, number one, because you're a spiritual being. You can't not be safe. Like here on earth, we're all safe. And again, talk, well, what do you mean by safety, Kevin? Because, <laughs> you know, first of all, and actually I don't want to go off on a tangent around what safety means. So I can do that on another podcast, but we're all always safe. We're all always safe. When we take this world too seriously, we think that death or anything that endangers our life is lack of safety. 
but there is no danger to our life because we never die, right? This world is not real. This world is a dreamscape. When we die here, we just wake up. We wake up and then we get reinserted back after we learn all the lessons. We review all the lessons that we had in this life and then we just get inserted back. We reincarnate. I mean, it's we never die, brothers. We just don't. So you're always safe. Like you're an eternal being. You're an eternal being of love. So you're always safe. But we think in our human, when we get stuck in our humanness, we think, okay, like I'm, I'm not safe. I'm uncomfortable. I need to get back to comfort. You know, the whole like hierarchy of needs, right? Maslow, Mavlov's are your needs. And so it's really the opposite. Like you can be super comfortable. You can be super comfortable and not be growing. And that's really where your soul starts to suffer, where your spiritual self starts to say, look, we're not learning here. We're not learning. We're not growing. We're not developing. We're not getting back to love. We're not moving closer into who we truly are. We're just kind of stuck in this form, in this tissue of matter, right? This, this cellular organism. And so it can get very confusing, right? Get confusing. Like, do I move forward in discomfort or do I stagnate my process with comfort? And that's why actions are important. That's why to align your actions with yourself with your true self is important. So recognize that your actions are not, because we're here to act. Even inaction is an action. Like that's what karma means. Karma means action. We incarnate in order to act. We incarnate into an illusion of separation, into a third dimensional illusion of separation so that we can have the perception of movement. We can have the perception of acting, of moving. And so we act. It's so important. It's very, very important that we do this. It's a form of energy. It's a form of energy. Like I say, it's a form of consciousness. Our actions are conscious. Energy is conscious. They're just very, very dense consciousness. They have the least effect. They have the least value in terms of power. My actions do very little compared to my thoughts. That's why meditation is so important, to meditate, to pray, to have positive thoughts about people and places and things. That will go so much further in terms of change than any type of action that we can do, any term, any type of like, I, you know, giving money or social activism or legislation, like all of that is very weak relative to meditation, relative to prayer, relative to positive thoughts. So that's what I want to say about actions, brothers. Now, again, thoughts, words, actions, it's all energy. It's all energy. It's all the same right? Just like steam, water, and ice, it's all the same in terms of energy, in terms of two hydrogens and an oxygen, right? Or is that right? <laughs> or is it two oxygens and a hydrogen? H2O, right? So it's two hydrogens and oxygen. Yeah, it's all the same. It just has to do with how much, and again, I'll use the word power, but be careful of that word, how much effect maybe it has on your experience here, how much it has to do with your Remembering, with your surrendering, with your awakening, with your healing, your actions are going to have very little to do with it, but you still got to act. You still got to move forward. And that's where the discomfort comes from. And the discomfort is where? <laughs> it's usually in the mind, right? Which is because that's where the power is. And watch your thoughts. Thoughts are energy. You're sending that energy out. Watch your words. You know, I'm not a political person. You know, I understand that there's this idea around words right now, around what are the effect of words? Like hate speech, for example. What is that? What is the effect of that? I tell you, it has effect. It has effect on everything. Because where does it come from? It comes from the energy. It's the energy that has the effect, not the words. The words are the sounds. The words are the symbols. But it's the energy in the words. Like the thoughts. It's the energy in the thoughts. 
Like the actions, it's the energy in the action. It's the energy in the movement because everything is energy. And again, I'll say this, brothers, if we all as one species thought and truly thought as our basic thought, as our foundational thought that everything is love and everything is perfect, the world would be completely different, completely different. It would be a utopian world. But people don't think that. People think all kinds of other things that create the world that we see. And of course, we can take sides and we can say, well, they're right and they're wrong and they're, you know, they're good and they're bad. We can take all of our own subjective sides, but that just adds to the energy that we're seeing. To look at that energy in place of non-judgment and say, it's not right or wrong, it's not good or bad, it's just love, it's just harmony, it's just divine perfection, divine will unfolding in the moment so that we can see what it is that's in our mind and let it go. <laughs> let it go. And I know it sounds so simple for me to say, let it go, right? It's not that simple. And I know it's not that simple because I've been doing this work for years and I still have things come up all the time. All the time I'm watching my mind. I'm watching things come up. I'm watching little judgments come up, little frustrations come up, you know, little bits of this and that come up. And, you know, the difference is, number one, the difference is I know it's not me. So I can immediately separate it and observe it. I don't hang on to it. I don't engage with it. And I don't. Uh, make it real. And number two, because I can see it, I can take a breath and I can say, thank you for appearing. And I no longer need you. You can go. Everything is love and everything is love brothers. That's what I have for you today. I'll see you next week. Until then, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, Sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.